Welcome, Welcome back, back to <laughs> True Crime Trine. It is a podcast where I guess the planets can align if they want to. They did this week, no migraine. I, they were not aligned last week, let me fucking tell you. But yes, three friends get together and chat true crime, astrology, and any other weird bullshit they can fit into this podcast. We are your hosts, Hannah, Sarah. I can't do mine with a Minnesota <laughs> accent. I am Meredith. Thank I don't you even think that much. was a Minnesota accident. Accident. Accent. <laughs> that was a Minnesota accident. I have been drinking. I'm, I apologize. <laughs> Welcome to episode 96. You know what song I had stuck in my head all day today? I was going to let you guess. Oh, God. The possibilities are endless. I know. That's fine. I got, there's some hoes in this house. There's some hoes in this house. Nice. And then I, and then I realized, we are the hoes. And we're oh. finally recording after two weeks away. So yes. the hoes are back in the house, folks, to talk about murder. I've got move, bitch. Get out the way. Ooh. And I was listening to other music all day, and as soon as I turned it off, I got these hoes in the house. I got them. And I was like, ah! <laughs> So we're all doing great. I've just really enjoyed not having to edit for a couple weeks. Maybe we could think about doing seasons eventually, but... We needed a sabbatical. <laughs> and I enjoyed my time off. But we're back. We're back. I had... Four migraines last week, and I haven't had one so far since last Saturday. So it was a excellent bad whatever planet rules headaches week. Uranus, <laughs> Uranus, my anus. All right. Anywho, we are back. Did you miss us with that stupid thing I just said? <laughs> we missed you. We did. Listeners who never contact us. Actually, the librarian did post in the Discord today wondering when TCT was coming back because she missed murder for her Mondays. She missed starting Mondays with murder. So I told her whether or not I was here, you guys were recording tonight. Yeah. And we love you, the librarian. We are back. And I still haven't gotten Discord on my phone. And then Marty also (laughs) was like, I can't be there at that time. Like, Marty, we aren't talking about you. So shout out to Marty. TCT too. is not does not equal PAO. <laughs> well, no, then he thought that you and Meredith were going to come on plans that are optional is what he thought I was talking. I don't know why. I killed what? his dreams. It's fine. Oh, what is this bullshit? Okay. What on that note, I missed that. <laughs> you whispered. I missed What is it. this random bullshit? Yes. Oh. I'm still watching the game and I was trying that oh. to be obvious. <laughs> Hannah cares about sports. March Madness. I figured out is my second favorite time of the year. We got spooky season. Okay. And then March Madness. Okay. But damn, man, it's hard. They're both great. Depending on how brutal the winter spooky season can be March Madness. Well, that's true. You are moving to the East Coast. You might have a spooky March Madness cold (laughs) bullshit season. I mean, it literally hailed on Tuesday, so. I know, it was bonkers here. And a power line got knocked down and they closed, like, when I was trying to go to game night. Mm. They were like, you have to go all the way around. I was like, fine. Don't get electrocuted. Did you go all the way around or did you go home? I went all the way around because I went to game night, too. But I didn't go last week because I had a migraine. Well. It's a whole bunch of bullshit. Okay. (laughs) Gonzaga win? No, but that was such a beautiful... Yes! Sorry. There's 1.1 seconds left. So when I'm discussing and they murder hit a in this podcast, long three. and Hannah goes, yes! It's no. not going to be because of the violence. <laughs> I'm going to capture that audio clip, and I'm just going to insert it in various like, future <laughs> podcasts. Yes! Yes! See, this, remember last year when March Madness came, and I was still in a relationship, and I watched a game... In the corner of a living room while Andrew and his roommates watch TV. And so imagine me just going, ah, ah, all the time while they were trying to watch TV. They're like, go home. Jesus. <laughs> uh, I am, cannot be quiet. Anywho, 
1.1 seconds left, but uh, it's fine. We're fine. I might need to get another beer soon. <laughs> I do too. Damn it. I already well, started. I gotta go pee pee like, too. I know. Almost It's two. been like 50 minutes. I know. Well, we haven't seen each other in two weeks. We had a lot of chatter. Yeah. I missed you guys. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, bitches, suck at UCLA. Kiss my fucking Uranus. Okay, we're done. This is the clusterfuck story. No, I'm just kidding. It's not clusterfuck. Oh, it's our favorite. <laughs> this is a story about a woman named Judy Bueno Año, who was actually technically born Judius V. Welty. Judius? Okay. Like the female of Judas? Yeah, it's a family name. I think her mother was also named Judius. I'm just glad you didn't say my grandma's last name. To my knowledge, no. <laughs> she was born on April 4th, 1943 in Texas. All right. So Judy was born in the start of Aries season. Actually, not really the start. Kind of midway through Aries season. Solid Aries. Solid Aries. She had two older siblings and a younger brother named Robert. I don't know the name of her older siblings, so don't ask me. Their mother died of tuberculosis when Judy was only four. TB. That'll happen. Yeah. She and Robert were sent to live with their grandparents in New Mexico for a while. And okay. her older siblings were unfortunately put up for adoption. Oh, That will happen too, I guess. Yeah. But <laughs> Their dad just like was absolutely not going to be a single parent to four kids. When was this? 1948? Five? She was four and she was born in 43, so 1947. I can math. Fuck them kids. Yeah, basically. So eventually her father remarried and Judy and Robert went to go live with him and his new wife and their step-siblings. And Judy described her father and mother later as being extremely abusive. They would make her do chores for hours and treated her like a slave. They would beat her, burn her with cigarettes, and fuck. sometimes okay, refuse to feed her. The fuck? You yeah, cannot not feed your kids. Why even come back for me? Yeah. Well, because they wanted a little house slave. Oh, they need a... Mm, I got it. I'm a little slow right now. We haven't recorded in two weeks. I'm, I'm soft. I'm off my game. <laughs> <laughs> so then in 1957, so Judy was 14, she apparently snapped. She just like went off one day and she took some hot oil or <gasps> hot grease and scalded her two stepbrothers who were berating her. And then she... She didn't stop, and then she went for her father and stepmother and was beating them with her fists and everything else she could grab from nearby. I would have used the oil on my parents, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe the stepbrothers were there when she snapped first, and then the parents came in to intervene Yeah, or like they were like the like breaking screaming. point. Yeah. So this violent outburst led to her arrest, and she was sent to prison for two months. Two months? At 14? Like- At age 14. Didn't the- Step people get, like, serious burns? I mean, I assume, but not, like, deadly. Well, not, like, deadly, but assault's still assault. Yeah, but she was also 14, and, like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not going to pretend to know what, That's what the... I don't know. Texas, I don't know. Honestly, Texas... Law and order situation be. was in the 50s. So, she's 14, she's sent to prison for two months, then when she gets out, she chose to attend reformatory school rather than go back to where her family was abusing her, which makes sense to Fair. me. She stayed there until she graduated in June 1960. Okay. And then she immediately took a nursing job and started going by the name Anna Schultz. Okay. Okay, that's a big difference. Yeah. In 1961, so she's 18, she gave birth to a oh, son no. of unknown paternity. So no one knows who the daddy is. Somebody knows who the daddy is. <laughs> well, she might not even know who the daddy is. Uh, oh. You know, it could. it's possible. So she named her son Michael, and when Michael was a year old, she married a man named James Goodyear, who was a oh, sergeant from the Goodyear Tire family fortune. I don't think so. He was a sergeant in the U.S. Air Force at the time. Yeah, all right. Maybe I mean, not. maybe distant relative. Or I, I don't know. But Goodyear was a nice dude. He adopted Michael, and the couple settled in Orlando, Florida. Okay. They had two more children, a son and a daughter, before James Goodyear was sent to Vietnam. Oh, Oops. no. But he comes back, so after oh, his tour of duty, that's he came miraculous. home in 1971. 
I know, right? So it's 1971, he's home, he made it back safely, but then very soon afterwards, he began to suffer from really intense stomach cramps and vomiting and diarrhea. And after only three months at home, he gets admitted to the U.S. Naval Hospital in Orlando. And the doctors can't really explain what's going on with his mysterious symptoms. They thought maybe a parasite or something while being, you know, in a totally different country or something, you know. Tropical. But they couldn't diagnose him with anything and eventually he succumbed to his symptoms. And on September 16th, 1971, James Goodyear passed away. They got nothing? (laughs) They couldn't figure it out, yeah. Judy waited five long days before cashing in her husband's life insurance policies. Plural. Wow. Plural's bad, but like, how many kids does she have right now? Three. Well, you got mouths to feed. Yeah. She had three life insurance policies with her three children. (laughs) Yep. Okay. They totaled about $23,000, which in 71 is probably close to 100 grand. That's okay. How much does the canoe cost? <laughs> I think a hundred grand is like that'll get you by for a few that'll years. That'll get you by you know? for a few years. It's not as much as you think it is, especially with three kids. Hundred and seventy-eight thousand. Okay, reasonable. It will get you yeah, a couple years yeah. to find a new husband to murder. If that's what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Well, that's so that's how, the I, that's how I like count time. That's the 23000 yeah. but I didn't finish the sentence, along with another 62000 in veterans' dependency compensation. Oh, Ooh, the army. Oh, yeah. so probably closer to like five hundred grand or more now. Yeah. Yeah, we're good for a while. She can just invest that and sit. Does she? She's going to buy a canoe. No, she's going to use it. This is a story about investments. Soon after her husband's death, the family home mysteriously caught fire. No way. She's a Weird. fucking too. How much was that bitch insured for? <laughs> yeah, luckily for her financial security, there was a $90,000 insurance payout. Almost as much as her husband. Yeah. Jesus, Judy. She's really good at getting insurance. I wasn't worried for her about the house burning down. Mm-hmm. So now it's 1972. This now widowed mother of three moves her family to Pensacola, Florida, and soon found love again, this time with oh. a man named Bobby Joe Morris. 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 Bobby Joe. (laughs) The couple seemed happy enough for five years, but then in 1977, Bobby Joe moved to Trinidad, Colorado to be closer to his family. Hey. Not long after he left, Judy's house again caught fire. No way. Judy, you gotta be careful. (laughs) Turn the fucking oven off. Put the pot of oil down. Yeah. She waited until she could collect the insurance money, then collected her children and moved herself and her little family to Colorado to follow along with Bobby Joe. A fresh start. I mean, Bobby Joe, man, what a catch. Yeah. I mean, I mean he had he had invited her along all the time. Okay. Like, all the time. <laughs> I was like, did he want her to come? Yeah, yeah. No, he wanted her to come with him. He needed a change of scenery. And she decided... I'll move after I do this one last thing. <laughs> Burn my house. Yeah, hold now. on. I have a yeah. to-do list. Hang on. Hang on. I have my salary to get to collect here. They moved to Colorado. And then just a few months later, Bobby Joe also started experiencing mysterious symptoms. I hope it's And was Giardia. admitted to the hospital. It's dog. Oh, no. Uh, Well, yeah, doctors treated him for his severe dehydration, diarrhea, stomach cramps, etc. Honestly, that could be Giardia. You know, right? And it's like, (laughs) you moved states. It could be that you just caught a weird bug. Colorado's a very outdoorsy state, Mm -hmm. and the people in America that get it are the ones that are outdoorsy and leave their house. I don't know what to tell them besides (laughs) to boil their water. Boil your water and don't spill it on your family. Or do. I don't know what your situation is. (laughs) Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know what is wrong with me. There are there are phone numbers to call. Sorry. We'll behave. Okay. <laughs> but like we're are we're in a shambles in a as a society. Yeah, this is true. Okay. We're fine. Save your boiling water for the politicians. <laughs> and your boiling oil. And I just heard about boiling sugar water as something oh. to kill someone with. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, that sounds super painful because that's sticky and that's just shit. That you is and for Mitch yeah. McConnell. I'll find something yeah. different for uh, DeSantis. Maybe even more painful. Since we are talking about Florida, sorry, Florida, that you're fucking whatever is a maniac. Yeah, you're fucking whatever. Who even cares? You're Florida man. Who even you're, cares? You're appointed and voted for Florida the man. The official Florida man is a fucking maniac. <laughs> 
Sorry, I drank a 9% before I started recording. And I haven't I, I talked know. to you guys in I'm two a, weeks. I'm a page in. <laughs> okay, so Bobby Joe has symptoms. They are mysterious. Doctors admit him and treat him and eventually release him after a couple of weeks when he seems to have recovered. Okay. Two days after he returned home, Bobby Joe collapsed at the dinner table. He was then rushed back to the hospital but couldn't be revived. Woof. And he died on January 28th, 1978. That's not Giardia. Okay. <laughs> Judy was then again able to collect on three separate life insurance policies taken out on him. Three's Is no one paying number. attention? <laughs> Upon Bobby Joe's death, Judy pressured his family, who he had moved to be closer to, to have his remains cremated. Cremated. Okay. Cremated? Cremated. Cremated? In the house fire. <laughs> I know. His family outright refused. They had oh. their suspicions about her from the start. Ah. Because he, Bobby Joe had told them a, bit, a little bit, at least, about what she's kind of been up to in the past. But he still was like, please come move with me. Like, he knew that she was a widow and that she had three kids yeah. And and all of that and like but like probably relayed that to his family that she was a widow and they were like, hmm, you know. Maybe if I was a widow I'd get all the boys. This is a terrible canoe. Okay, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's a maybe it's a euphemism canoe. Canoe. For vagina? <laughs> yeah, because she's entrapping men. Oh <laughs> I'll draw a vulva next. I, well that's what I was like, do you put some extra parts on this canoe? <laughs> By the way, folks, yeah, it's a Sarah like? stories. Oh, God. Meredith and I are drawing something. And we're ruining it. I'm sorry. The, my fine. drawing's so bad. I'm, I'm going to continue. Please so, do. I'm going to draw a vulva on my paddle. <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> so, Judy wanted to have him cremated. His family refused. They had their suspicions. They thought, uh-uh, this is not good news. But they couldn't really go forward with anything else because his death had been reported as by natural causes. And so there's nothing that they could do about it. They couldn't, like, say, hey, police, maybe you should look into this woman because there's nothing to look into. As, like, a private citizen, can you request an autopsy? Even if the police don't care? I think, but you have to pay for it. I'd pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just curious for later. Then in May of this year, this was January... That he passed away. In May, she legally changed her and her children's last names to Bueno Año, which is her attempts at recreating the Spanish version of her first husband's name, Goodyear Bueno Año. Oh my god, oh, what that's a fucking stupid. dork. Sorry. I mean, there she did have, I think, maybe Mexican background. Name? Well, Welty, but that, I mean, could have been oh. married in, because she, she lived in Texas. She was born in Texas, and I think her dad maybe had Mexican heritage. Anyway, the family then moved back to the Pensacola area called Gulf Shores, and Judy bought herself a house near the ocean. Get that ocean from you! Yeah. Opened up a salon and then drove around in a new fancy white Corvette, and she enjoyed buying herself expensive jewelry and wore Chanel perfume. I enjoy some of those things. I don't know what Chanel smells like. It kind of stinks. It's It's... Like heavily musky floral. It's very musky floral. Well, I can't smell musk, but I've heard it's bad. (laughs) (laughs) It's not that kind of musk. Okay. It's not like musky. Musky boys are like musty boys. Okay. Musty. Musty and musky musky are different. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. Okay. So June 1979, her older son, Michael, had graduated high school. He was not by any means top of his class. They even had done some IQ tests and kind of you know, like, analyses on him and, and found him to be basically average. Average is fine. Really at the peak of that bell curve. Okay. That's kind of, like, a disappointment to her. Well, she sounds pretty fucking average herself. Yeah. He was assigned to Fort Benning, Georgia, when he joined the U.S. Army, so he had to do basic training, and mm-hmm. before his basic training, he had a little bit of time before he was due to start, so he ended up visiting his mother's house for a few days before flying out to Georgia, and then once he got on base, God damn it. he started having the same mysterious symptoms that a lot of the men- Son? No. Mm-hmm. Michael. He's an archangel. Yeah. Maybe he protects himself. Well- So Michael got on base, started having these symptoms of cramps and vomiting and diarrhea. He actually was experiencing some numbness in his extremities. And the base hospital, because of all of his symptoms, thought maybe it's arsenic poisoning. 
they found that he had over seven times the normal amount of arsenic in his body. That's Holy a lot. Fuck. And they concluded that he was exposed to arsenic during his training on base. Oh. But how? So, like, he visited his mother and then got on base and then within a few days started experiencing these symptoms. Oh, I thought you meant that they were like, you got this arsenic poisoning while on base. Yeah, like he was exposed to something while training because their training is grueling and like who knows what they had to like, I don't know, if they did the whole belly crawl, wade through mud, you know, okay. Fair swimming enough. across a crazy marsh sort of thing. I don't know what they were doing. Okay. But yeah, I mean, like in theory, they do grueling exercises and it could have been that he had been exposed somewhere on site. So they decided that because his poisoning was so severe that he was going to be admitted to their hospital, and then treated basically on their dime. Oh, okay. He eventually lost the use of his hands and legs, and he had to wear metal leg braces to be able to stand. Jesus. So he was discharged from the army and then returned to his mother's home in Florida. Great. That's the perfect place to go. Yeah. So, like, recovered, no longer, like, has arsenic in his system necessarily, but it has been permanently... I know. I thought he was safe because he was in the army and he wouldn't go back. Yeah. No, permanent nerve damage Good is permanent. Fuck. On May 13th, 1980, Judy took her two sons, Michael and the younger, who I think is still unnamed, on a canoeing trip on the East River when an accident happened. Judy retold the story by saying that a snake had fallen into the canoe. Ooh, that's scary. And yeah, I mean, in Florida, like the snake could be a cotton mouth or a copperhead or whatever else, you know, like an lots anaconda. of water snakes out there. Oh, that too. That would be also scary for a different reason. Yeah. I'm 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 thinking like a small snake plopped itself in and was gonna be venomous. I'm thinking a big dude. Motherfucking snakes on a plane. Yes. <laughs> or yes. Anaconda, the movie Anaconda. Excellent. Yes. Don't want none. Unless, Unless you got, you got buns, buns, son. Oh, not son. <laughs> son? Yes, that's what I did say. Oh, poor Michael. It is definitely hot, I know. Okay. So a snake falls in the canoe, and in the ensuing panic to get it out, they hit a log that was submerged under the water partially and ended up capsizing. So now all three of them are in the river. Judy and her younger son were able to swim to shore, but Michael, with no life vest and without use of his legs, weighted down by his heavy metal leg braces, immediately sunk to the bottom and drowned. Why does she hate Michael so much? Like, give the poor guy a life vest, or maybe don't take him onto water since he can't swim. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a bit... Not a good plan. No. So after the incident... Accident. Incident, accident. Accident. Judy collected $20,000 from Michael's military life Fuck insurance you, policy. Fuck you, Judy. And then attempted to collect from two separate civilian policies. Three again. Three again. Mm-hmm. That's her angel number. But while Judy was waiting for Michael's life insurance policies to pay out, the sheriff's office began to take a look at Judy you, because Judy. <laughs> these signature discrepancies on these policies. So they found that on the two civilian life insurance policies, Michael's signature didn't match the one that was on his uh, military policy. Fucking forger. And so eyebrows raised, they start kind of taking a deeper look, but nothing can really be proven about this. And so Judy went on with her life. Damn. After collecting her insurance money, she continues with her beauty salon and has a pretty successful business. Is it? Or is she just funding it through life insurance? Well, I mean, like, she has stylists and stuff working for her now. So she's a she's a boss lady with her white Corvette and her Ooh, fancy perfumes and jewelry. Hashtag boss lady. <laughs> so now, soon after that, she's, you know, I guess you would say grieving mother, but she's making, no, she's making her she's way. Not. Uh, she's got her two other kids and her business, and she meets a man named John Gentry II, who is a okay. wealthy local businessman. They actually meet at a mud wrestling match, of all oh, things. Oh, fuck. Jesus Christ. Sounds very Pensacola. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> well, we had different reactions to that. <laughs> okay. I'm just picturing, like, a bunch of, I don't know, Florida, it's the Florida panhandle, right? That's what they call mm-hmm. it. I would fucking watch that in a heartbeat. <laughs> They're just like bikini girls throwing each other into mud. Give me a a pitcher of Coors Light. We got it. Okay. Bye there. Let's do that. Let's make a trip to Florida. Do they have that stuff? We can definitely do that. I would make a trip to Florida to see the manatees. Yes, but can we also see mud wrestling and have a pitcher of Coors? The local wildlife, (laughs) which could include humans. She meets John Gentry II at a mud wrestling match. They began dating, and John indulged in her expensive taste in jewelry, clothing, imported champagne. Oh, champagne. Mm-hmm. 
The couple got engaged in October of 1982. Okay. Judy got him to agree on taking out a life insurance policy. Oh, man. They, they took them out on each other, actually, and they were set at 50 grand. And then later, she increased his life insurance policy to 500 grand. Oh, without him knowing? <laughs> without telling him. A month later, John Gentry seemed to have caught a cold, and Judy began giving him some vitamin C capsules to treat it. This seems Nick. like really modern arsenic poisoning. Mm-hmm. Soon he was experiencing extreme nausea, vomiting, cramping, diarrhea, and John checked himself into a hospital in December of 1982. Yeah. They were engaged for all of, like, two months. <laughs> Five minutes. True yeah. love. While in the hospital, love he dead, didn't guys. take the vitamins because the doctors were treating him and he, you know. <laughs> like, you can't just take the random shit you bring into the hospital. They don't really yeah, let you Yeah, you do don't that. need your vitamin C. We'll take care of you. Don't worry about it. And then under the doctor's care, he seemed to get better, but then somehow didn't put two and two together. Never suspected that Judy might be to blame or the, or the vitamins that she was giving him. Sucker. He, I know, doesn't take a ton of brain cells to be a wealthy businessman, apparently. No, it does not. <laughs> he recovered and went home after his treatment. And then in early 1983, John and Judy were going out to eat at a restaurant with a group of people that many of whom were Judy's stylists from the salon that she owned. And they were having dinner to celebrate one of the stylist's birthdays. But then all of a sudden, the group's focus switches from the birthday girl to Judy, who announced that she was pregnant at the oh, birthday party. No. What a fucking drama queen. I know, right? She's like, um, that's enough. I don't want anyone's attention on her anymore. I really threw this party for me, so... So she then suggested that John go to a nearby liquor store so that he can get some champagne so that everyone Champagne-y. can toast her happy news that she won't be able to drink. I was going to say, she can't drink that though, yeah. I know, <laughs> right? So John goes out to his car with his keys, but then as soon as he started it, it exploded <gasps> and burst into flames. Whoa, that's an escalation. Super bad. Thankfully, the doctors and nurses at the emergency room were able to save John's life. Okay. Jesus. Back at the scene, the police are there, lights crawling, you know, all of the, the, the big deal. It didn't take a whole lot of investigation to figure out the explosion was no electrical malfunction in the car. There was actually dynamite and gasoline found in the trunk. No. Weird. So investigators worked on the evidence at the scene and others were questioning John at the hospital, asking him about things leading up to the incident, what's going on. And at first, John had no idea who would have wanted him dead. He's a friendly guy. He doesn't do, you know, the skeevy business practices mm -hmm. sort of thing. He He's on the up and up. And then police start asking about his girlfriend, Judy, and might she be behind the bombing and he wouldn't hear any of it. Absolutely not. But then he paused. What a dumb love like an idiot. Love is dead, you guys. Don't do it. So at first he was like, absolutely not. And then he was like, well, wait a minute. He thought over the last few months and he recalled all the things that had been happening to him. For a while, he'd been struggling with that mysterious illness, making him all nauseous and sick. Mm -hmm. And then in December, when it was so bad he had to go to the hospital, it seemed like he was fine after a couple of days being in there after stopping those vitamins. And then mm. when he got home, she put him back on the vitamins to keep his immune system strong from his, you know, illness. You got it. And then he got sick again. So then he ended up stopping taking his pills and just didn't tell Judy that he had actually stopped. Oh, okay. She's really not paying attention to her con. Yeah. She's like, here's your next batch of vitamins He's for the week. throwing them over his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so he'd felt fine since he'd stopped taking them. So he's yeah, like, well, maybe he did. I'm just disagreeing. But no, now he's thinking back and he's like, this is not right. So the investigators asked if he still had any of these so-called vitamins. And he did. And he handed them over to the police, who then immediately sent them off for testing. Mm. And the results came back that they contained... Arsenic! Arsenic. Arsenic. <laughs> Turn around. <laughs> oh, God. It's not a pill. It's a suppository. Woo! Put it in Uranus. <laughs> she had also during all this time when he was so sick been going around telling friends that john was suffering from a terminal illness but he was very private and didn't want to talk about it and didn't want them to to know about it either jesus that's weird <laughs> so that she would get sympathy yeah yeah right yeah and if he died it wouldn't be weird Mm -hmm. She had also booked a cruise for herself and her two adult children <laughs> that was going to leave in, what is it, February? The month after? The car bombing. It like a month later. Man. Yeah. 
So investigators are peeling back these layers of Judy Bueno Año's life. Bueno and they found Año out is just the fucking it's worst so thing. Stupid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they found out that she was not at all who she said she was. She had told John Gentry II in all of his glory that she had attended nursing school and then had earned PhDs in biochemistry and psychology. That's definitely what you do. Mm-hmm. And that she most recently had headed the nursing department at a large Florida hospital, but decided it wasn't the lifestyle for her and wanted to open a salon instead. Okay. So, of course, that's all lies. I do understand the idea of throwing it all away and do something different, but... <laughs> yeah. Of course, that was all lies, including the pregnancy that she had announced at that birthday party because she had been surgically sterilized in 1978. Oh, you go, oh. girl. Why yeah. did she even do it then? I Attention. Never mind. Yeah. Well, she didn't like the other lady having attention. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm seeing it now. So this raised all sorts of suspicions, of course, and led to the exhumations of her son, Michael, mm-hmm. and her first husband, James Goodyear, and her ex-boyfriend, Bobby Joe Morris who had not been cremated. Yes. <laughs> it was determined that each man had been a victim of arsenic poisoning. And then until the car bombing, car bombing, she hadn't been suspected of any of these because they were all explained by either natural causes or, I mean, with Michael, it was like, oh, it was an accident and he was exposed, you know, while on base and blah, blah, blah. So mm-hmm. car bombing she was never under any suspicion until the car bombing. That's such an escalation. It seems like she got impatient because she thought he was taking his vitamins all along when he wasn't 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 fucking die already right yeah so a search of judy's home they got a warrant and then they found wire and tape in her bedroom that matched the remnants from the bomb in her fiance's car don't keep it in your bedroom you dumb bitch i know i know so she was sentenced to 12 years in prison for the car bombing okay Okay. Then in 1984, because they've exhumed and tested the bodies, yeah. Judy was convicted for Michael's murder and then okay. the attempted murder of John Gentry. And then in 1985, she was convicted for the murder of James Goodyear. Bueno año. I know. She received a 12-year sentence for the car bombing, a life sentence for murdering her son, and a death sentence for the death of James Goodyear. Okay. Death sentence so. in Florida? Mm-hmm. She dead? They like to kill people. <laughs> she was also convicted of multiple counts of grand theft, multiple acts of arson as fraudulent means to gain insurance money. Yes. Yeah. She was suspected of several other deaths, including a 1974 murder in Alabama. What? And the 1980 death of her boyfriend, Gerald Dossett. Oh, Jesus. And so they linked the 1980 or 1974 murder in Alabama back where Bobby Joe was expected to be an accomplice. What? Yeah, that was an unsolved murder robbery that had happened in a motel room. And there weren't any, like, obviously back then there wasn't DNA evidence. There were no fingerprints. There were no really anything. They had picked up the shells that the man was shot dead. Oh, wow. But because of who he had ties with, they kind of, you know, figured it out after the fact. Okay. So her involvement in these deaths was never technically proved. And by the time that she was suspected, she was already on Florida's death row. Yeah. So they're kind of like, Fair. we assume it was her, but... We don't... Like, it's a lot of money to do another trial. She's already on death row. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she became known as a Black Widow. Yeah. Okay. Slash where her motive... Black mother? <laughs> and a fucking terrible mom. So... But Black Widow, specifically the spider, being one that feeds off of their mates and their young when given the opportunity. Well, that's true. Her motive was greed. She collected or reported 240 grand in insurance money, but we know it's more than that. It has to be more than that. Because honestly, that still isn't... Maybe I'm being greedy. That doesn't seem like enough. Well, 240, even if it was 1980 when she collected all of it, which a lot of it was even before that and like in the 70s, it would have been mm-hmm. over $875,000. All right, that's yeah. So probably closer to a million that's overall. Yeah. I mean, people have killed for way less, so. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Like $5. <laughs> Judy never admitted to any of the killings. Of course not. In 1998, at the age of 54, she became the first woman executed in Florida since 1848. Wow, that's bonkers. This is the third executed in the United States since the reinstatement of the death penalty in 1976. Oh, wow. Huh, okay. I'm not sad. I know. On March 30th, 1998, on what would have been Michael's 37th birthday, Judy Bueno Año was put to death in the electric chair That's in Florida. Electric Excellent. chair? On his birthday? Oh, God, I was thinking lethal injection. Is it the Yellow Mama? That might be Alabama. But that's like on his birthday, so that's like super cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, she was one of I'm four also women. Pro death penalty. For- <laughs> yeah, 
Stop wasting money. Get the fuck out of here. She was one of four women executed in the span of a week. Damn. During this time. Yep, they just kind of lined them all up. Like, all right, it's time. It's time to go. (laughs) Move, bitch. Get out the way. Oh, it's old Sparky is the name of the electric chair from Florida. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So she was the first woman executed by the state of Florida since 1848, which is a hundred and fifty year streak. Damn, I know. That's bonkers. She had no final words. Meh. Okay. What'd she eat? It, now I have some facts. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, so facts. First, I want to start off with the chair. Okay. okay. Two executions in this chair had resulted in fires. Oh, God, because they didn't do it oh. right. Mm. So state officials were forced to examine whether using it was a cruel and unusual punishment. It was. That's fine. Florida's governor at the time, Lawton Childs. Chili's? Childs. I know it's Childs and Davis, but anyway, I don't know. Oh, yeah, it is Childs. Mm, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, Latin blah, 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 that uh, guy signed a bill continuing its use and adding the provision that if the courts ever rule use of the chair unconstitutional, then lethal injection would be the backup. Okay, fair. <laughs> also, meh. we're gonna keep letting people catch fire. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we're gonna kill them. Yeah, don't worry. They will still die. Uh, so, I should not be laughing about this. I'm very. I guess it's I called very old because it caught people on fire. Uh-huh. Oh dear. So, for Judy, execution was set for 7 a.m. on Monday, March 30th, 1998, as I said before, her son's 37th birthday. It is nice. Mm-hmm. At 4.30 a.m., she was showered and dressed. I wouldn't shower. Um, by the female corrections officers, and her head was shaved. You have to, to shave the head. To give good electrical conductivity. I learned that for criminal yep. minds. <laughs> and so that her hair would not catch fire during the electrocution. Yep. Her final meal consisted of broccoli, asparagus, strawberries, and hot tea. That's all? That's a lot of fiber. <laughs> I had asparagus for the I mean, night. I love asparagus. Broccoli's fine. I like strawberries, but like... No meat. It's not really a... Well, I don't think meat makes a meal, but like, it's not really a... I do. I know you do. You spill <laughs> iron in people's bloods. I... I, know. I don't. I'm very but like, anemic. That's not a very uh, good last meal, to be honest. That was amazing. I love broccoli. I love it too, you know, put some little parm, put some salt and pepper. Like, I'm sure it was butter. I'm sure it was good, but like, mm, my last fucking meal, broccoli, asparagus, and strawberries. No, no. Yeah. I mean, some serious protein. If, Give if me I some steak go. tartare and a creme brulee. Yeah, I'm I'm getting a creme brulee for fucking sure. <laughs> Maybe an old fashioned. Right? Fuck, give me fugu. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, if you're going to die anyway, you might as well take it then. That's perfect, actually. (laughs) I love that. Like, at least then the neurotoxins, if you do have any, would be, like, numbing your body. Yeah, you might (laughs) just kill yourself. It's fine. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so she had her last meal. Judy entered the execution chamber at 7.02 a.m. It's so early. It was set at 7 a.m., so she was running a little late. They woke her up at 4.30. I'd also be grumpy if you woke me up at 4.30 on my last day on Earth. that's true. Yeah. Just let me roll there at 7. (laughs) She was a little behind schedule because she was very reticent about all of it and had to be kind of forcefully accompanied carried by the guards to get down the hallway oh okay she was then strapped into the large oak chair with the eight leather straps over her waist wrist chest and legs the calf and head piece electrodes were fitted each containing a moistened sponge to reduce the burning risk mm-hmm. yep she was asked if she had any final statement and she replied no sir and then squeezed her eyes shut as shut as she could keep them and then wouldn't look at the witnesses on the other side of the glass partition there they didn't put something over her face a leather mask oh. was placed over her head <laughs> okay i was gonna say like they usually she was like before though okay. she was like no i don't want to see anybody because like, they <laughs> like, normally make it a little cleaner for the audience yeah it'd be kind of gruesome to watch the face contort honestly you get what you pay for though i think they should see it if you're gonna go watch an execution but go big or go home folks uh, i mean if her eyes pop out or something well that's something know. they'll well, you see know? then that's what happens if you're gonna go to an execution that's a life lesson then you fucking see it. Like, if you want to see someone die, you want to, you should see all of it. The good, the bad, and the indifferent. Like all the old hangings. Yeah. Anything could happen. That's why I don't think I would be one of the people that attends those things. I'd be like, I'm going to go to this cafe that's usually too busy while everyone else in town is going elsewhere. I just want to get a boat with some booze. And I'd be like, hey, <laughs> but I won't be paying that much attention. So... Hannah and I will be on the boat, and Sarah will be holding our table until Hannah and I for get the after back. party. <laughs> yes, 
Oh my god. Yeah, because no, I'd be in the fucking boat. I'd be in the boat. There's I no fucking question. Be. I'm. I don't need to see that. I would probably watch, to be honest, just because, like, just because the human body is a very fascinating thing, and I would, mm-hmm. I would probably watch normal curiosity. <laughs> I'd also want to see Peter Curtin's head in that museum. Oh, I would. I was a, but yeah. see, that's already dead. I don't want to watch the gruesome thing because I feel like watching it happen would keep me up at night. Like just seeing the eye well, pop that's out. That's what her. I feel. I still replay in my mind how fast Otter went when oh, he got his injection. God. I don't know. Like no. I can't stop seeing no, that. No, I. So when Wobbles was sick last week, I was like contemplating yeah. the worst. I think that if you are pro death penalty, and you want to see it, you'll see it. I'll be probe death penalty for the sake that the money going towards keeping a roof and food in those people's bellies. But they're on death row for they don't deserve years. It. Yeah, but they don't deserve until the end of their life. They're a sink on society they are. at that point. I just think that the witnesses, if you want to be a witness, you get the whole thing. And this yeah, is what the death penalty is. I can be pro death penalty is. without wanting to be a witness. It is um, yeah. gruesome. It's disgusting. But so was all the deaths they also caused. Ugh. I mean, I'm only I'm I would, anti. I would watch an injection. I would, would not you? watch because an those also fuck up real bad too. They can fuck up, but it's usually more of like a convulsions thing, not like zap, catch fire, eye popping out of your head kind of thing. I'm down for any train wreck, honestly. <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> I kind of want to see the eye pop out of the head. I mean, I don't even know if that's like a thing that can happen, oh, but I'm just assuming like all the pressure that could that happen happened. inside from all the steam. Any, anyways, yes, yeah. I'm not pro death penalty just because of the number of innocent people that are in prison. True. But I am pro 100% death penalty for those fuckers that actually. I don't feel bad about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I always vote against it. But, like, when someone, like, gets the fucking needle at that, you're like, you 100% committed this crime. I'm like, meh. Right. So, Dahmer, right? Oh, Dahmer had, Dahmer had a he bunch of shame. mental issues. But still, like, he ate people. I have a soft spot for Dahmer. Maybe because I'm also mentally ill, but <laughs> oh he God. needed help, okay? Okay. But he still ate people. What about Picton? Picton? Oh, yeah. Fucking spark him up like a dube. Just go for it. Picton was gross. <laughs> Which I have a plan to present Picton to you guys sometime later Ooh. in the year. Moving on. <laughs> sorry, Sarah. I'm so it's sorry. Okay. We haven't done this in a while. We're new. Okay, so the leather mask was, pl- was placed over her face, and at the signal from the warden, the automatic electrocution cycle commenced at 7.08 a.m. A small amount of white smoke or steam, was seen to curl up from her right leg throughout the, the entire 38-second cycle. Wow. But there were no flames. Okay. Do you know with, it was a win. with the electric chair, like a firing squad, there's multiple people shooting mm-hmm. and there's blanks. Is there multiple switches for an electric yep. chair or something? Okay. Yep. No one knows who did it. Okay. I did it. She was... Oh, God. She was like, I was there. Give me that eye. She was pronounced dead at 7.13 a.m. Okay, this is very so clean and a full fast. five minutes to be sure. I think you need to let the body cool down a little bit, too, before the doctor can go and check the pulse. Yeah, because yeah. it gets fucking real hot. So, like, there is a, a little bit of that time window as well before they actually call it. Yeah. Yeah. So, 7.13 a.m., she was pronounced dead. In an interview afterwards, this prison spokesman named Gene Morris, another Morris, Morris! said, yes. quote, <laughs> You can't see him, but he's over there. Oh. Oh, I see his little head. He's so Me? Who, me? Morris, you run a prison. <laughs> Gene Can you pay yes. him run it. He was a prison spokesman. He wasn't rent? the warden. Oh. He's like, no, mom. <laughs> nope. So Jean Morris said, quote, she was very solemn. This is the first time I'd seen that expression on her. Hmm. She stared straight ahead, made no visible expression whatsoever, end quote. I would hope that would be how I would go. I would probably cry because I always cry in situations of extreme stress or mm. when I'm mad and I hate that about myself, but I probably would. And then a little info on how this chair actually works. Whee! Sorry. <laughs> the execution protocol is as follows. <laughs> The automatic cycle begins with a nominal 2,300 volts, 2,300 volts, okay. 9.5 amps for 8 seconds. That's hot. Then 1,000 volts, 4 amps for 22 seconds. Wow. And finally, again, 2,300 volts at 9.5 amps for 8 seconds. 
Damn. Okay. Those are really random. I don't think they... Like, I, know, so it, I don't think... It goes 23... It goes 2,300 at 9.5 for 8 seconds at the beginning, sandwiched by a 1,000 for, for 22. Yeah. And then back up to 23 for 8 seconds again. So it's a nice little sandwich. I don't know if they, like, scientifically tested these this out, because this is very random just decisions but probably um, another yeah. serial killer that's like nope, this that one worked the trick. i was like perfect yeah. yeah i wonder why there is a small one in the beginning to be honest maybe that maybe if you go in all the way flames oh or maybe yeah maybe it's like zap to like put you out mm. the slow zap to cook you and then the fast zap to like to really make finish fucking you off again. sure yeah i like the make fucking sure part of it <laughs> i think that's important yeah. we don't need anyone like with a tenth of their brain coming back. No, it's like coming out of their fucking nose is liquefied. Oof. Right? It's bad. It's bad. Okay, so Judy was an Aries. Enough said. She was very impatient. She did not stick around with her relationships very long. No. No. It seemed like as soon as they were committed, she was, was like, the problem. Because Aries like the chase mm-hmm. more than they like the relationship. So, yeah, the, the Aries characteristics are passionate fiery no pun intended well she didn't catch fire but well but a lot of her houses did oh i forgot about her houses (laughs) yep 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 high energy domineering determining confident she said she had two phds oh yeah and did you see did you see all the men that she's ensnared i feel like that has to be some confidence yeah i'm not doing it i don't want to but high initiative and courageous i mean it it is honestly a (laughs) courageous it's a decision. Ballsy. It's ballsy. She just said ballsy. ballsy. Decide that's the way. You can be courageous if it's like the good side yeah. of it, but then like just straight up ballsy and reckless on the other well, side. Well, and of also it. reckless is another Aries characteristic. Yeah. Yeah, it was ballsy to decide that your adulthood would be like income would be supplied from life insurances. <laughs> that's a ballsy choice. The best way I can make a living is to kill people and collect their life insurance policies. And no one's ever going to question me. She did so well until she went to a car bomb. Because honestly, I'm comfortable with poison. (laughs) I mean, as a biologist, I understand poison. I feel like, and women use poison a lot too. I don't know how to make a car bomb. Where the fuck did she get dynamite? And I'm kind of afraid (laughs) to just like put the fucking jumper cables on the battery. Like, I'm not... Yeah, I don't like I'm doing not that making either. Because a... one time I like saw a spark no! and I was like, nope. No, because I have that self jumper now and I'm just like, is it is it negative first or is it positive? And it was a whole thing. And so. No, I don't like electricity. Why? Maybe. It's oh, scary. I guess it is fitting she died by electricity though. I get yeah. shocked so fucking much. Me too. Every time I get up from my chair, I'm pretty sure it's the chair. Oh, because it be has the like chair. it's a plastic on plastic, and I think that rubbing. Because mm-hmm. oh. I'll kind of like swivel a little bit sometimes when I work. Yeah. And then the plastic on plastic swivel rubs against each other and like generates enough static in me that by the time I get up to go pee and I touch the metal fucking doorknob Ooh. of the lab, it shocks me so bad every time. Like sometimes it's visible. Oh. In like daylight. It's bonkers when you <gasps> see the little actual spark. Yeah. I hate it. I drag yeah. my feet i'm somewhat of a neanderthal you're a so. shuffler every day i'm shuffling this is <laughs> there's some hoes in this house there's some hoes in this house oh who knows what will end up in this episode <laughs> <laughs> and that's all i have i'm tired yay ah uh, well this was a strong return to form this is it. This is us. Vulvas and all. Harry or not. Whatever you want to do with your fucking vulva, you should do. I do have a tiny bit. My mom actually sent me this. Okay. I know Pluto's moved. So we say the planets align. Then we say, no, they don't. But this time they kind of will. Okay. So five of our planets. Whoa. Other than Which Earth. ones? Not Jupiter, Uranus. Mercury, Venus, Uranus, and Mars will be visible across the night sky for many viewers on Earth. That's cool. The other planet that'll be in the alignment around March 27th and 28th. Okay. So I don't actually have like any astrology to go with this. It's just like- They'll just all be there. Astronomy? Yeah, they're, they're there. Go, go look at them. Yeah. Hopefully there's no clouds in the sky so that we can get a, a decent view of all, all the planets. Okay, so this episode will air on- 
fucking March 27th if I can get my <laughs> shit together, which is uh, Monday. So Monday, Mercury in Aries will be conjunct with Jupiter in Aries. That's conjunct just means same fucking sign. Clearly, it's been a while and clearly I've had a lot to drink. <laughs> so Aries, right, bold, fiery. So like, it's just going it's to like, be a day. It's honestly with communication from Mercury and like expansiveness from Jupiter. It's a big time to talk about big dreams. Be fearless. Yeah, just fucking go for it. Don't burn your house down. Don't be that. It's not that fiery. Yeah, don't do that. But, like, take the road less traveled. Like, do it. It's like a chatty day and, like, yeah, you're you're in here for the big dreams. And then on March 30th, which is whatever day after the 27th. (gasps) Wednesday? Thursday? Thursday. 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 Yes. We are going to get a trine, which we love trines because they're amazing. Mars in Cancer will be trying with Saturn in Pisces. So this is going to be a very collaborative. Watery day. Yes. Lots of feels. We're going to have a lot of feelings on this day, but this is also a really great day to kind of work together to achieve a goal. So there you go. (laughs) And then also on that day, we are going to be Venus in Taurus conjunct with Uranus in Taurus. So this is really going to be more about your love life. So I know. Taurus, though, that's a treat yourself. Your love life can be with you. Right? You can treat yourself to love. Is that... Applicable? Good vibrations. <laughs> good, good, good. I didn't know the tune, so I couldn't sing it. Anywho, it's going to be a really good day to kind of focus on on that and kind of be spontaneous. So just, I mean, for the lovers out there, for the lovers out there, thing. it's a possibility. For the people like me, a spontaneous day for love is fucking terrifying. So maybe stay inside. I don't know how to close this out. How's your vulva? Would you rather die by electric chair, injection, or firing squad? Firing squad, 100%. Let us know how you would like to die on death row, listeners. There's also hanging. We are on Twitter (laughs) at True Trine, on Instagram at True Crime Trine. I'm probably going to quit fucking Facebook here pretty soon at TCT Podcast. Once again, uh, the vulva email can just have a hand on the subject line. Please, any email should have Hannah in the subject line, honestly. And if you don't actually have a vulva, that's okay, too. Tell us how you're... If you have scrotum... How's your scrotum? Tell us how you feel. Scroty? How's that going for you? (laughs) How's it going for you? All there? (laughs) Clearly, we've enjoyed our time together. I am fucking drunk as shit. So, anyways... (laughs) Email us truecrimetrying at gmail.com. Anything needs to have hand. I honestly, I like, want an email. Yeah. I've asked so many questions. I would be so I've excited. Asked so many, well, I did get a very nice email from Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. And then our website, which is so cool, is truecrimetrying at gmail. No, that's our email address. Bye. 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 Music for our podcast was handcrafted by the talented and creative minds of Mike Warren and Pete Ortega. Our artwork was imagined and skillfully designed by the lovely Sarah Guest. As for production, well, they call me post-production. Show notes are available upon request. Just email truecrimetrine at gmail.com. Join us again next week for another tantalizing episode.